Hey, welcome to episode 159 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, we're talking about games that came with trading cards, or I mean, there's just some video game adjacent trading card stuff we're also talking about, to be perfectly honest. We're pretending this episode is because like Valentine's Day cards, trading cards, but also if you've got like your precious metal gems, Honus Wagner first edition Charizard, like trading cards are... I don't even know what's going on in trading cards. So, I don't know, we're going to talk about video games with trading cards. So, give us five stars on iTunes. Tell your mom about the show. Go to CollectorsQuest.com. We don't have a website. Go to Patreon.com slash CollectorsQuest and give us money. And let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going wow, on, this guys? Got, this gets more animated every time Whoa! he does it. I'm into it. I'm going to date this show right now. GameStop stock is $350, uh, or it dropped down to like 250 after hours. Now you know exactly what day we're recording on. Okay, wait a minute. Tyler, have, have you actually been following that? Can you actually, could you like legitimately give me like a top line as to what the f*** is going on with GameStop stock? Uh, I sure can't because I don't understand what a short squeeze is, Stefan. But uh, Johnny, my, uh, you're, you're non- a finance guy. What's up? Uh, no, I have not read up enough about this yet. To get, there's a couple of good videos I have saved, and I wanted to watch them. I just did not have time to watch them today. But it would have been you know good to know before we uh, before we mentioned it. But yeah, GameStop. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see if this pans out. Everyone is probably way more informed about this than. Uh, than we are. Also, by the time the show is up, uh, it will have already crashed down to zero. And, GameStop uh, will have already gone bankrupt. There'll probably already be like a Hulu exclusive documentary about it because it's like the craziest, like short squeeze nonsense to ever happen in the stock market. It's the dumbest thing. Yeah, they're calling what were they calling it? Uh, meme stocks. That that uh, a new trend. Meme so stocks. We'll, we'll even. Yeah. Um, well, did you see uh, Elon Musk? tweeted about it he he said uh game stonks that was yes <laughs> and that doubled the price like the next day yep. uh, that's excellent. what i'm saying like him just commenting on it legitimized some of it and then for some reason like he is panning it a little bit and then but his voice is strong enough that people are like oh elon musk said something let's buy more oh sure yeah it's insane Percent. So my my understanding of the situation is that because it is so shorted by big hedge funds, um, if enough people band to... So when a stock is shorted, they eventually have to buy the stock back for a market price, which they're assuming will be lower. But if enough people band together and just make the price ridiculous, the hedge funds will have to buy the stock back at the ridiculous price, which uh, is my non-financial, have no idea what's actually going on, understanding of the situation and there are enough really stupid and powerful people out there who have apparently done this to the tune of like tens of millions, billions of dollars, like billions of dollars, uh, I think, is the volume of GameStop. So so is, so is the hedge funds are going to get like shafted? Is that what I'm hearing? Because I'm here for that. Uh, that that's yes. A, that, so that's the goal. 
Um, that sounds hilarious. But it could also just be like stupid people are just like manipulating all these other people and are like, oh, buy this stupid stock so I can sell on my stock and get money. I don't know. Like, it's also like the biggest pump and dump of all time. I have no idea what's going on, Stefan. Uh, the stock market <laughs> is a giant scam casino. Well, you know what? For <laughs> two people who said that they didn't know what was going on, you guys kind of knew kind of a lot. So thank you. Yeah, I'm, but all that information is a little sketchy. N- neither of us are yeah, super t- confident like that front, we've got that. Front page of front page of Reddit kind of level. You know what? Of, if yeah. I don't know what's going on, you know, I'm not even sure the SEC knows what's going on. So maybe don't <laughs> cut me some credit. I don't know if anyone knows what's going on entirely. Yeah. I mean, but there, there's some technicalities. I'm sure we are like, we're just per- uh, perusing through that, uh, you know, someone who is actually involved in this world can have better comments. So at us and let us know if this is still relevant by the time this episode comes out. Or hey, talk about it in Discord. Yes, if you are a Patreon, please let us know. Let us know that you're a Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. let us know you're a Patreon. I think it's a patron Um, of the Patreon. It says, when when I look at the menu, it says interact with your patrons, like with an A. All right, I have no idea then. You're right. I don't have a menu. Anyways, let, let me let's let's get some stuff out first. Stefan, welcome back because we didn't do that. Thank you for deciding to join us again. That was nice after your little um, I don't know foray into not being with us. What were you doing? Uh, really, just spending time with my girlfriend. But oh, uh, gross! Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of bull. Real, real quick. <laughs> Her and I are both single parents. She also is in the veterinary field in like the back house. She works in the ER. So like all trauma all the time. And she has a crazy schedule. She starts her day at four in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. So there is precious little time that we get to spend with each other. So when, uh, you know, usually it's either like a Saturday evening or something like that. But then also there'll be like these random times where she'll be like, Hey, something happened or I got cut loose earlier or whatever. We were unusually slow at the hospital. And then she'll be like, you should come over. We can spend time together right now. And I usually try to accommodate for that since it's, then it bumps our average of seeing each other from once a week to twice a week. So yeah. All right. So that, so time with a lady friend is more important than time with Tyler and I? Yes. Oh, Damn. okay. I was just, <laughs> just making sure. Um, but you may have heard this. I don't know, because you were away. But we have a patron now. People people have decided to pitch in and help for the show. So now, like, you got to step up your game. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I've been in. I'm, I'm in the Discord. I'm talking to people. Are you? Yeah. I, no. I've step said a couple up. things. Step up, Stefan. I seriously feel pressure to put out a show as weekly as possible now. Like we got pretty I, slacky last year and now I'm I'm feeling the pressure, Johnny. Okay, well, that that's cool, but let's not like let's not make people crazy. <laughs> Johnny's like, I don't want to commit Tyler, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 uh, Tyler. I, I'm good with like our you know, every other week ish, you know, three a month schedule, which is what I would like to get out. I if we were doing shorter episodes gentlemen uh i would be okay with uh the weekly but i i think people know what the show is and i think it you know most of them like what it is if you are a patron and uh you want to give us some feedback please do on the discord and if not then please uh let us t- add us but just for people who don't know uh or haven't joined yet 
uh, or you may never join. But if you want to join, uh, one of the benefits are that we talk more often in there. At least I do. It's easier for me to chat in there than in Instagram messages. I check that more often. You will have more access to us. Um, depending on your level, you'll get some other minor benefits. No one's getting like, there's not like big benefits in between the tiers. Uh, there's not like, oh, I've, I'm sending you a teacup or a mug, uh, which I feel like every Patreon wants to offer me if I subscribe. I don't need another mug in my house. I'm not doing that to you. We, uh, that, that, that's not what we are. You know what the show is. If you want to, you know, uh, give to us, I thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, we've done the show for a long time and, uh, we're so happy you're here with us, but I would love it if you came over to the discord to chat with us. That's, uh, I like discord a lot. So that's shout all. out to our newest patron of dark water, SNK 2D forever. Uh, he's actually not the newest patron of Dark Water. The oh. newest patron of Dark Water is Jasonic the Kid. Oh. So, hey, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Uh, anyways, like, I, you know, I don't want to disparage people and tell them not to join and then, like, or feel like too much pressure for people to join. I don't know what the right level, uh, you know, how to walk that tightrope because I don't want to yeah. force people who don't have money to put in. We're still going to put out the show. It's still for you. We're not going to do, like, you're not missing, like, the sh- what the show was, you know, you will get exactly that. You weren't yeah, going. We're to literally changing something. nothing. Like absolutely yeah. nothing is different. It's, there will be extra stuff we will do now that we have patrons, like stuff we kind of talked about after hours recordings. Things we've kind of demonstrated that we could do. We will do a little more of that, and people will get those benefits. But I think the biggest benefit really is just being on the Discord and being able to chat with us there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like. As we get more comfortable and more people in there, the discussions will get better and we will start to do hopefully like, hey, we're going to turn on our pre-show stuff live. It's not going to be recorded, but if you are on and want to hear it, we'll announce when we're going to record and, uh, you know, then you can jump in and maybe hear some of that. You know, maybe we'll do some live stuff. And if you're in our Discord, we can turn that on so you can hear as we do it live. That's the kind of stuff that that's going to happen if you're a part of. that That sounds really fun. Yeah, so that's what the Patreon will be about. If you just want to be a listener of the show and, you know, you you don't want to commit anyway, and I'm not faulting you, it's like I said, I'm not pressuring you, uh, you'll get what you were getting. So don't worry about all these other people who have paid in. Again, uh, thank you so much. It's awesome. Like, I, I launched it, and I was, I don't want to, like, pressure people on Instagram. I don't want to, like, overpost, and I don't want to talk about it too much all the time on the show. This is still new, so I'm kind of advertising us, but I don't want to like always be like, like and subscribe, smash that like button. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um, Johnny, I hate it. I feel like uh, I feel like an e-beggar. I realize that like it's new and we have to get the word out, um, but yeah. also it gives me the same feeling as I get when I'm negotiating with someone. I feel like I'm negotiating with our audience and negotiating with my How would you know what that feels thing. like? How would you know what that feels like? <laughs> He's had to do it a few times. He hasn't done it well. Uh, no, I feel like if you guys are listening to the show, if you can't tell, I feel a little awkward too because I feel awkward, uh, you know, putting putting it out there. But um, there right. there were a few reasons, and I was telling these guys like one of the things I was reading about why to do it is when we go to other shows, if you show that you have a patron, uh, a Patreon, it legitimizes the show in a way, so we might get invited to more shows to go more places to see more people. Um, so like, I think that's ridiculous, but you know, it is that's what it the is. world. So 
Anyways, thank you to those people. Now let's get on to the regular stuff. And I promise I'm not going to beat you guys to death with this. You'll get like, you know, we'll, there of course will be some Patreon stuff in episodes. That will be something new going forward. We'll, we'll mention it, but I'm not going to beat everybody up. It's not going to be a long spiel like this each time. So for everyone who, who f***ing hates this as much as Tyler and I do as well, sorry. Moving I on. I love it. Give me your money. Uh, well, <laughs> St- Stefan should be our mouthpiece because you obviously <laughs> feel a lot less awkward than I do. Um, anyways, I just want to tell people, like, I send out the little notes, and like, when I join patrons and I give uh, on those, like, I always get those notes that, like, thank you for joining. We appreciate it, or whatever. That's like what I always send out. And I always feel like maybe those are disingenuous. I sent everybody out a note who joined that is genuine. I do appreciate it. I do thank you. And I do feel super awkward. All right, moving on. Stefan, Tyler, what the hell are we talking about today? I don't know. It's January 28th, so it doesn't seem like anything important, Johnny. Oh, nothing? It's Valentine's (laughs) Day in a little more than two weeks. And you know what you get on Valentine's Day? Nothing, because you can't socially have contact with anyone outside your immediate household. Well, I guess you could send valentines through the mail that's a thing you could send them maybe a card (laughs) you oh you could send people a card while you're socially distancing while you're waiting for a vaccine that might take months to roll out everybody yeah months and months if you're lucky anyways um (laughs) guys the the impetus for the show like tyler was saying valentine's day is around the corner will be sooner to you than it is to us right now and it took me back to um you know uh, where I first learned what depression was, and that was sitting in elementary school and feeling that anxiety of like when Valentine's are being passed around, are you going to get one and not? And the, the person you hope will give you one doesn't. And then that sadness comes into your soul and then uh, stays there forever and eats away at you. That thing um, is all because of little cards. So in honor of that moment, I want to talk about games and, uh, that came with cards and some other card related collectibles for, you know, video games. Card related collectibles. Johnny, I, I yeah. busted my ass to find interesting cards and you're telling me card related collectibles was an option. No, I'm, I'm doing that more for Stefan cause he's going to talk about Nintendo power cards. So oh. spoiler, well, but okay. cause those don't specifically come with a game and you've got some ancillary stuff, but I think Nintendo power cards are important enough because they're one of the earliest instances of cards, uh, you know, and video games trying to tie themselves together. But we'll talk more about that, uh, in a second. So first off, let's talk about what we're not talking about. We're not talking about like limited run stuff where they just give you a card like on the side <laughs> of the game. Johnny ruined my joke. I was gonna make later. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, I'll stop talking. No, go I was ahead. just go gonna say. Joke. Oh, my first game is every limited run game because they all come oh. with a trading card now. Yeah. No, those. You know, those are garbage. I I hate that. You know what I hate about that phenomena? And you guys can chip in. I'm already collecting something. I don't need you to try and get me to collect another thing. That's like also. Also, for people who, like, want the complete thing, like, I'm sure there's some obsessive crazy people, like, similar to us, who, like, say, like, oh, well, like, I need that card in order for it to be, like, a complete thing, but, like, they don't package them together, they're just sort of loose in the the box, and, and, like, half the time, they're, like, bent to s***, because they, again, just throw them in the box, Uh, so... 
Yeah, like I just, I don't like, I don't like, same thing, uh, similarly to how, what I didn't like about the um, the Dungeons and Dragons release and the the um, the Walking Dead release that- um, Yeah, just ancillary like, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like this extra thing that's like not like tied to the game at all. Like it would bother, I guess my point is, is that it would bother me much, much less if they- package those cards in with the game and i don't see why they wouldn't yeah well probably because they don't control the packing of that like the packing like the cellophaning of it probably happens elsewhere and then they like probably just buy the cards from the same bulk producer and then they just like throw it in the box it's like sitting in the shipping room and they're just like pushing the two things together and i think you get more or different trading cards depending on what you buy from them no that's true yeah, like they have their own book, they have their own scam. I hate that. Like that's the other thing. Like when they sell like pins, like the new Mario pins and stuff, put those with the game or put it inside like the Mario coin they tried to get you to buy at Best Buy recently. I don't want that. Shit. If you put it in the game, awesome. It's part of the game, it's collectible. And for all of you collectors, let me release you. You don't need it. It doesn't make the game complete. Well, it's obviously. Look the yeah. <laughs> Those Nintendo pins were such a ridiculous thing. I did all their, I mean, it did, it took me like 20 minutes, but I did like all their little like, go to our website and check out this stupid section of the website. And then like the last thing is just buy the game and we'll give you the pins, which was like really why you were, how you're getting the pins. You were buying the game. And then the pins were gone like immediately, like the website went up and the pins are just gone. It's like, well, well yeah. And didn't it come out like a day early? They said like it will release on this day and then it didn't like it came out early or something. That whole thing was a nightmare. And now I, there's like the new pins. I wouldn't have came, out. Yeah. There's another set of these pins coming out. It's like, I'm not going, I'm not jumping through a hoop for a set of pins. I'm not going to get now Nintendo. Come on. Like if you yeah. either packaged it with the game, I'd be happy that I got it, but don't dangle this out in front of me. And then, like, oh, it's a super rare collectible. We only made, you know, a few thousand of them. I guess it makes me feel bad, but I don't know. It Like, I also, at the same time, like, I don't care, because I know that both, not everyone could get one, but also there's so many of them that they're never going to be rare. So it's just kind of this thing that's floating out in ether that I can just never care about. Yeah, it's... Like, I also don't like when they do this with steelbooks. Like, hey, spend some extra money or and you'll get a steelbook after. Like, I don't mind pre-order stuff, and I think we'll talk about that. We'll have a whole pre-order episode one day. But just, like, could you just package it with the game? Just make a package for the stuff. Uh, stop dicking me around. Also, I do hate, I, like I was saying, I hate extra collectibles. I don't want to be a pin collector. I don't want to be a card collector. I don't want to be a coin collector, okay? I collect games. Please stop, like... What, what about the limited run games newsletter? Because those are all numbered. You have to have them all if you really have a full set, Johnny. Oh, I put those in the trash where they belong. <laughs> I threw one away the other day, and I, one, no one liked the guy who writes it, and two, they're actually, like, homages to Nintendo Power, and I still threw it away. Ooh. Yeah. I was, I was very proud of myself. Yeah, the, these f***ing guys, you know, I I dislike so many things that Limited Run Games does, but I also, like, I I am conflicted because I don't, like, they make games I like, so I'm going to buy some of them. I'm not saying, like, and I'm not telling our audience, like, never buy them. I, I worry, though, like, when you think about what the print runs of some of these games actually are, 
Like, are these actually going to be rare in the future? Like, what what does that future actually look like in 20 years? Are all these limited run, like, original Vita games going to be impossible to find? And is anyone ever going to care? Like, I, I don't know what that world looks like in 10 years. I don't think people are going to care. But, I mean, look at... So, Little Samson, uh, production estimate on that, is it 10,000? Because that was the minimum run. Do people think it was actually 10,000? Or do people think it was, like, low 10,000s? Either way. So they they say like oh this one only has three thousand but really they're printing that game there's like two versions on every platform and they're printing it across two platforms so there's like ten thousand copies of that game every copy of Little Samson came in a cardboard box and they were all lost to history and you could still kind of find a Little Samson complete in box if you really wanted one every single one of these ten thousand copies is going to be saved so none of them I think are going to be uh, particularly hard to find. Well, that's why I mean more of the Vita games, because the Vitas didn't, a lot of the Vita games didn't get special editions, so there was only one print of it, and a lot of the runs were like 2,000 or 3,000, which means they probably made an extra, like, 500 to, like, because they're, 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 they say, like, oh, we're only making 2,000, but then they have, like, some retailers and stuff there. There's extra copies out there, plus you gotta keep a back stock in case things get damaged or whatever. That's why they're not actually numbered. Well, in the Vita carts, are they still doing Vita games? Because I know for a long time, or like for a good while, they were saying like, oh, we're running out of stock and like Sony's not making more. Uh, 2021, not, man, it has to be over, right? Uh, well, no, they're not making more. Like, I think there's going to be like one more Vita or two more Vita releases for like ones that were Kickstarters that's still coming out. But I think they stopped making the shelves in the US was the problem. Got it. But uh, we'll see. Like... My point is that some of those games, there is only like two or three thousand. Are they actually going to be collectible? Like, and and if Little Samson was ten thousand, but what if it's thirty thousand? So then that's a third less than Little Samson. So like, I'm sitting here shitting on these releases all the time. And then it, are we going to be? Is there going to be a future where people care? I, I don't think there will at the rate that people care about, like Ness, for instance. But like, is there going to be this world where? You know, so these Vita games are several hundred dollars. It's like got to be you've got to be the person who one cares about PlayStation Vita, which I already think like everyone's out. There's no one uh, Two, you have to want to collect a full set of PlayStation Vita and you're going to consider the limited run games part of the set that you want to collect. And three, you want to spend money on like stupid anime girly games like Nurse Love Addiction and Nurse Love Addiction 2, which might have come out of Vita, too. Nurse Love Special Edition, though. That one's one that came with a special edition. I can show you guys a picture of it later. And at the same time, like, how many games? I don't... Do you have any concept of how many Vita games they put out? Like, let's say dozens, probably. So none of them individually are special. Besides, like, maybe one or two are, like, the hit games that they got. But, like, none of them individually are going to be, like, $1,000. These are the gotta-have-its. It's going to be like, oh, I have to get fucking all of these. So I'm not willing to spend a ton of money on any particular one of them. And that's going to dilute kind of all the bulk limited run game stuff. I think that is going to dilute it. The fact that none alone are special because if everything's rare, nothing matters. If everything that's is rare, opinion. nothing is. Thank you for quoting the Incredibles almost. Uh, a movie I haven't seen in what, 17 years, Johnny? I don't know what you're quoting uh, there. Oh, well, if everyone's uh, a hero, no si- one's a hero. If everybody's super, then no one is. It's syndrome. It's because. Yeah, you know, again, you never cease to be both the oldest and the youngest person in the room. I do not know what <laughs> syndrome said. Steph knew what I was talking about. I knew exactly so what you're talking sorry. about. Sorry. Also, syndrome is awesome. Like, though, what a good villain he was. Like, The Incredibles is so good. 
Oh, Brody, right? I don't remember the. It is. I don't even it remember that Syndrome Lee. was a villain. I don't remember the Incredibles. You don't remember? I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it was uh, Jason Lee. Uh, you know, famous for Mallrats, Chasing Amy, My Name Is Earl. That that also professional skateboarder. <laughs> like that was he, where he doesn't he remember it because of Alzheimer's. That's is true. that what it is? It, it could either be Alzheimer's or he's not finished growing up and his brain isn't fully developed. I was right, only yeah. six when the Incredibles came out, and now that I'm seventy four, uh, I just can't remember it. You're like Benjamin Buttoning both ways. I don't understand <laughs> how ways. that could... both ways. It's the, <laughs> yeah. it's the craziest thing. Yeah, we should make <laughs> we should make a there there should be some kind of should, I, like diagnosis. We should, we should on make you the what sequel, this and that's what it'll be called: Benjamin Button both ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. So now that we kind of did our tangenty talk, I like to call it uh, the the episode before the episode. Uh, shall we get into trading cards? Sure. Let's go, Johnny. All right. I have a lap full of them. Ooh, do you? Do you want to go first then? Uh, yeah, if you want. Sure. Sure. Go for it. Sure. So uh, first thing I'm going to talk about again, Johnny had alluded to it. Um, I'm not my my first pick is not. Uh, cards that came with games or games that came with cards, but uh, we're talking about the uh, the Super Power Club cards from Nintendo Power Magazine. If anyone has been listening to the show for more than a hot minute, you'll know that uh, Nintendo Power Magazine is a big, big passion of mine. And in the back of issues uh, 41 through 67 of Nintendo Power, uh, they had, uh, you flip to the back and they have six perforated uh quote-unquote randomized trading cards they weren't terribly random basically like every block of there there were so many blocks of six that were going to be the same block of six so they weren't they weren't truly randomized but but random enough for children and uh so there were um 172 cards in that original set um and again you just that is uh, way more than i would have guessed wow yeah, you just fold them oh, back wow. and forth and pop them out of the magazine. Um, I say 172. The official number is 170. However, if you do want the complete set, then uh, cards 132 and 136 both have variants. So 132 is the uh, Monster Max card, and that's actually the card art is completely different. It's a different character on each of them. But... Both of them are labeled 132. So if you don't know that there's a variant, then that can get you in trouble. Same thing with card 136, which is the Jungle Book. Uh, that was actually probably like a rights thing or like a, a a copyright deal because on one card it says Jungle Book and on the other it says Walt Disney's The Jungle Book and the card art is identical. So those are the two cards that have, uh, have variants. So, But they're both... Both of those 132s are labeled 132. Both of the 136s are labeled 136. So, uh, so that's it's there's number wise there's 170 cards, but but card for card there's 172. Uh, where it gets a, a little bit more interesting is that uh, for the 50th anniversary or the, the, rather issue 50, they did a lot of, of, of different cool things. Uh, and one of the things that they did was in the in the uh, in the product booklet that came with that issue you could buy a collector's edition ver uh, set of the cards that came out uh to that up to that point which i think it was the first 71 cards um and uh, they are they are not perforated edges they didn't pop out their actual their actual cards 
Um, and they um, they have gold embossed collector's edition at the top, and also the um, the actual Super Power Club logo is also gold embossed. Typically, when you see these, you'll only ever see them as sets because that's how they were sold. They weren't like there was no trading involved. There weren't packs, and there weren't there was no randomization. It was just you bought you bought that thing from the catalog. Um, I did so, not know that actually. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so that's something to look out for. Um, the other thing is after issue 67, they still did do cards, but generally there was no randomization. They would just do like, okay, well, we're going to cover a game. Here is six Mega Man X cards, or here's six Street Fighter Alpha. I think they'd had Street Fighter Alpha, I think, had a run um, of six cards. Um, so there are more cards to be had if you want to collect all of the quote unquote Nintendo Power cards, but they are not, those those game specific cards are not considered to be part of the Super Power Club set. They're not labeled Super Power Club, uh, they're just their own bespoke thing. Um, lastly, what I would leave you with is just a kind plea from me personally uh those of us who do collect nintendo power magazine tend to be looking for issues that have all of the inserts all of everything in them all the posters all the mailers including the cards in the back there are plenty plenty of already torn out cards available online (laughs) or or wherever you happen to be looking for cards you really really don't need to pull any more cards out of the back of Nintendo Power magazines, making a complete magazine incomplete. So please, for me, if you're going to collect these cards, don't pull any more out of the issues. Like, no, you just... should. Don't listen to him. Do it. And then film yourself doing it and send it to him. Yeah, and then list those issues on eBay and don't mention whether or not they have the cards in them. Yes, Definitely. Um, and Nintendo Power, did it have some other cards as well? Like, like, didn't it, they, I forget which issue. Oh, the cards that matter, like some, Johnny? Um, I don't know if it's the cards that matter, but I thought there was like some random, you know, uh, like Street Fighter cards and like Mortal Kombat cards that weren't like labeled as anything. Yeah, they do. They did. I'd mentioned they do. They did do some game specific stuff. Usually it was sets of between six and nine cards. Um, that uh, that were specific to no randomization. It was just specific to that game. And okay. so they would all be the same. The other thing that they did is that they would do, especially during the Pokemon craze, is that they would do uh, promo cards specific to Nintendo Power Magazine, and they would put... Um, like like a promo Pokemon card in you know like whatever the rubber cement they'd rubber cement it into onto a flyer basically in into the magazine so and some of those have actually gotten because there's one it's called the passport um, and it actually unlocks I forget which which Pokemon game it is but it actually un- unlocks content for the game that you can only get through that card um, so that that's actually gone up in value significantly and now with like the most recent pokemon craze one of the cards is uh that came in an issue was a shadowless um uh charmander and so like that that issue is now rocketed up in 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 price so um so yeah the the generally if you see an outlier aside from like the first couple issues that are like incredibly expensive chances are they've got a pokemon card in them um 
but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's about all the cards cards involved in Nintendo Power Magazine that I can tell you about. Yeah, Johnny, by the way, those uh, those are the cards that matter, the Pokemon cards. People don't care about Street Fighter 2, that's old man but Pokemon will be relevant forever and yeah. is the franchise that you should shift your portfolio of investments into. Yes, so I will just tell you, like, um, two of the cards that are available are Sabrina's Abra and Dark uh, Persian, mm-hmm. and they they have, like, uh, let's say... What, Volumes 137, 136, 135, it looks like some of these were in. So you can check those out if you're looking for them. And they, there's like, they're on a corner of a page. So if they, they could, could be there, could not, but they are definitely, um, it says promo on them. So the, and those inserts also, in, in case people are looking for things like this, uh, they were actually prone to error. So, um, oftentimes, like for instance, my, uh, issue that has the Shadowless Charizard and it actually has three of them or Shadowless Trimander. Tri- it actually has three of the inserts that are that are glued in there. So um, those Pokemon inserts were pretty prone to uh, to duplicates. So sometimes cool. you'll get more than one. This is pretty cool. Also, uh, for people who want to go deep on that, it was also I don't know, was it stapled into, Nint- into Nintendo Power? They made a Pokemon playmat uh, for subscribers of Nintendo Power. And it was basically just uh, a poster. That you yeah. unfolded to play the game on. I think there's a calendar on the back of it. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So that's like another like Pokemon thing you can find. Yeah, there's all sorts of, you know, once they started to put it, put um, like newsstand issues in baggies, there's all sorts of like random extras. So there's actually a list. Um, let me see if I, on Video Game Sage, there's, um, I forget the name of the thread now. I was just looking at it. But uh, there is like a pretty comprehensive list. It is called. The thread is called, I have it right here, the official official detailed Nintendo Power issue list. And this is uh, by our friend Acid Jaguar, who is very, very thorough on his research. And um, and there is a it's a, it's probably the best list that I know of for uh, for tracking inserts and extras and stuff like that. Because um, if you weren't intimately familiar with like the random cards or inserts or flyers or catalogs or whatever that they would just like slip in uh to like a a a baggie that they were sealed in on the newsstand then you'd never really know that your issue is incomplete so there's a there's a very good list uh on video game sage again that is the official detailed nintendo power issue list by and the thread is by acid jaguar so uh so definitely if you're interested in getting really nitty-gritty into variants and uh and all that kind of stuff uh extras uh that's 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 the list for you yeah and just so you guys know if you are interested in entering a world that is very reminiscent of a hellscape and is full of danger and expensive things start collecting the nitty-gritty of nintendo power and just Mm -hmm. like and variants if you hate yourself and you love variants then th- oh. that's the place for you. Oh my god! <laughs> Subscri- subscription cover. So, or, or the the basically, like whenever your 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 uh, subscription was coming due, they would start to give these like the the warning subscription due. Yeah, these like warning pages. Sometimes they were like an outside wrap around the entire magazine, but sometimes they were actually like they changed the printing on the actual cover. So that's a variant cover, and so like depending on like when they started doing that like like there's so much unknown as to like 
that particular uh, aspect of Nintendo Power Collecting is like which covers got what kind of subscription reminders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's 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 as Johnny said, it is a maddening hellscape. Yeah the the best one I've seen uh, is the your subscription ends soon, and it's this horror show of a clown on the cover, like telling you to <laughs> yep. resubscribe. I'm just like, I don't want any part of you. Why? Like, I don't even want to pick this up now. I'm not, I don't want to resubscribe. Why are you sending me this Nintendo power? They're like, if you don't resubscribe, this guy's going to haunt your dreams. So yeah, you might want to. The thing that bothered me about those wraps too, is that aside from the fact that they were kind of questionable as far as quality of, of advertising, uh, since they were wrapped on the outside, they also covered the spine and then they didn't print the issue number on the wrap right. so uh and and like those things are pretty glued on there it's 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 really dicey if you want to get those things off so generally you just have to like if you're collecting and you get something with a with a, a resubscribe wrap on it you just have to buy another issue <laughs> like it's just yeah. you just have to buy another copy it's it's i mean it's i would think awful. that the resubscribe ones are like desirable variants that you want to go for right so you wouldn't mind buying another copy no, not usually because they're not yet common. Oh, they're really like, that we common? just we not we yet. have to yeah we They've have to be get that twelve times going. as rare as regular issues, Stefan. Come on. They I mean, absolutely. at one point they had they had literally millions of subscribers, and so uh, you know when everyone you know how many out of millions of su- subscribers every month, how many would be due for their their renewal? That's it's kind yeah. of a lot. So, wait, when Nintendo Power was popular, was Pokemon also, popular? So <laughs> this is crazy. Do we know like you and you can answer this and just the, some Nintendo power knowledge real quick. Uh, do we know how many were uh, direct versus how many were subscriber? And for those that don't know, like magazine racks versus sent to homes, because those are variant. Like a lot of times those can be different too. Uh, like what they, what they say, the printing on them is sometimes different. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. They, they, they did do like, like the, uh, the newsstand prints had barcodes on the earlier yep. issues, uh, while the subscriber variants did not. Occasionally they would actually do straight up subscriber variants or the bonus issues. Like the, the, you'll see it. It's a silver cover. I want to say it's 61 off the top of my head. Um, uh, but I'm probably wrong. Someone can at me. Uh, but it's the the Mega Man X bonus issue that like if you you couldn't you had to subscribe to get that issue. So um, so there are there were things that they did specifically for subscribers. I think once they started because eventually the magazine got sold off to to future publications, and uh, I think that started to you got less incentive between the two. Yeah, well, I think that's when they started to do the the baggy wraps, right? So you yes. in the market, and then the subscribers didn't get baggy wraps, right? Right. So then you got like the the weird inserts and other stuff. Then you were like more incentivized to buy the magazine or the off off the rack or out of the supermarket or whatever because they had extra stuff rather than if you were a subscriber. They kind of reversed yeah. incentive. Yeah, like the um, the even the, like the last issue the. Um the 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 home version came the subscriber version came with a letter that the uh the newsstand does not i think the newsstand has like a calendar or something like a poster anyways so yeah if you want to get deep on nintendo power if you want to like if you just want to get deep on cards for nintendo nintendo power is the place to do it you there's all kinds of variants on ebay that you can go find 
Um, not just those Nintendo Power cards, as Stefan was saying. But then if you want to go crazy, just collect Nintendo Power variants and, you know, hate your life. And then realize how heavy a box of magazines are. Yeah, and I, and I will also say that generally um, it does behoove you to buy in large lots and then for the cards and then pull what you need and then resell in large lots. Um, that tends to be the way that it goes. Otherwise, you know, yeah, okay, fine. If you want to pay $20 for a single perforated card, then that's on you, but you'll get really, really good deals comparatively if you just buy in large lots. All right. Anything else you want to say about Nintendo Power stuff? Shall we move on to Tyler? Yeah, you can go ahead. I, I mean, I could talk about Nintendo Nintendo Power all day, but uh, but that'll be it for me today. All right. There was uh, not enough Pokemon talk in there, guys. I think we need some more Pokemon talk next time. Don't worry, we'll get to it. All right, we got more Pokemon stuff coming up. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I will start off by saying I looked for. The I wanted to find the first trading cards that had ever been inserted into video games because uh, when video games were getting popular, I feel like trading cards were getting popular. It was the 80s. It only made sense that more stuff would have come with trading cards. Uh, the only answer I found was the Konami Famicom Disk System games, which we've already talked about to death on another episode. There's like 120 of them there's like a billion of them because they put six variants of the same card into one there's up game. to like six variants for for one game some have like three some have four yeah it's it's crazy but there's only like 12 games right i i don't remember yes yes okay. something like that but um I, I didn't want to talk about that again but i do think that's probably the first trading card set that was included in a video game and i'm surprised i couldn't find one earlier that came out in america the earliest ones i found in America, and this could be entirely wrong, uh, were the Ballistic and Accolade Sega Genesis games. And just Sega Genesis games in general, a lot of Sega Genesis games came with cards, and uh, a bunch of Super Nintendo games came with cards as well. But I looked in, like, Sega Master System just did not have a lot of inserts. I think some games came with posters, and that's about it. Like, there wasn't a lot of special stuff with Sega Master System. And Yeah, a lot of their stuff, and if there was, like... A lot of it was tech toy stuff coming out of Brazil or in different territories, not in the U.S. The Master System here was like yeah. pretty bare bones. And then, um, like Game Boy was, uh, I can't think of a ton with Game Boy. And NES is covered to death. Like we know everything that came in NES, and I'm almost positive there's no trading card that came with an NES game. There's a monster in my pocket figure. There's letters. No trading cards. So please let me know if you there are trading cards before the 16-bit generation. I would love to know what the actual first American trading cards that came with the game are. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Ballistic and Accolade Sega Genesis games, which are uh, unlicensed in the early 90s, unlicensed, and then towards the mid-90s, they got licensed, uh, which is fun. A lot of people will include these on their Sega Genesis lists because everyone separates out the unlicensed games from NES lists, but because these are so common, no one bothers to separate them out uh, on their Sega Genesis list. Uh, just one thing about video games that drives me crazy, but um, just to throw well, some of these games... Also that they got licensed later, so then they do go belong on the list. But like some of them got licensed later, and then even like after the licensing deal, I think some of them kept being released unlicensed. And then I mean, some games clearly have like the unlicensed variant and the licensed variant. The whole yeah, they, look, they're, I feel like they're a mess. But I feel like Tengen, their games on the NES get sort of a pass similar to that sometimes. Like you'll have people 
you know yeah by johnny iucci who's like i don't care about unlicensed but i care about tension well also i think i and johnny i think this is what maybe i'm pulling this from something i may be pulling this out of your mouth but uh that oh. uh the tension tended to be the ones that you would actually see in stores yep. so there's still that nostalgic tie for those kids uh, cause you know, the, they were alongside the licensed stuff rather than like bubble bath babes and stuff you had to order out of, uh, out of catalog. Satchin games. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like death race. I never saw those games. And yeah, you're right. It's the difference is nostalgia. I have nostalgia for those. These other ones like have questionable origins and I don't care because I never saw them. And like, you didn't talk about them on the playground with your friends. They didn't exist. Like maybe some kid heard a rumor about bubble bath babes and that was like the closest it came. But Tenjin, like people knew Gauntlet, people knew Tetris. Those were games. Those were games you could buy at stores and see. That wasn't, you know, wasn't like, uh, like I said, like Death Race or something. Yeah. So, uh, Dragon Dragon. <laughs> just so our listeners know uh, what games I'm talking about, uh, the Ballistic and Accolade games, I'm pretty sure Ballistic is just a uh, publishing label of Accolade. Or they're like co-publishers. They're definitely related. <laughs> Hardball, Star Control, Onslaught, Turkin. Um, they have really distinctive hardtop boxes. Probably maybe the best boxes, like PC on, boxes on Genesis, or the worst boxes, depending on yeah, uh, like what you think. But they're super durable and uh, hard boxes. The earliest versions of these games came with a set of perforated cards, and you guys will have to. Let me know if these are trading cards. They are four by five and a half inches, which is relatively large, like almost postcardy sized. Um, but they have a a picture of the box art of the game on the front and then some like advertising text on the back. And just because it is the box art, similar to those like stupid Game Boy gum cards, whatever we looked at a few episodes ago, yeah. I think they look super cool. They look pretty good. Yeah, I thought... That one day, so obviously most of the times you buy one of these games and it doesn't come with the cards just because it's like one of these fiddly Genesis inserts um, that gets lost and people took them out and they broke them up and they probably put them in their trading card collection or whatever. I thought there was just like one set of these and one day I just like go and I'm going to buy five sets of them and complete all the ones that don't have it. So when I was doing the research for this episode, there are at least three variants. So originally... It only came with four perforated cards, Hardball through Turrican. And so the right edge of Turrican on that variant does not have a perforated edge, meaning that is the rarest one. Uh, as far as I could tell, that was uh, the rarest insert. And then there are two sets of uh, six perforated cards. One has a the dual card, which is Test Drive 2. It says coming soon. And the other one just has the box art for Test Drive 2. Are perforated cards cool, guys? Don't break them up. That's what I will say. I would say they're not cool and definitely break them up. Mm. So what you'll see a lot, not a lot. Yes, a lot. I will say a lot because I collected Genesis for the past few years. Uh, people will take one of these sets and split them up and put just the card for a particular game in with the game. So like they'll take the Turrican card and they'll put that with a copy of Turrican. So rather than have uh, the entire like set of six cards they'll just have the turkin card and it makes it look more complete when really they've just like they're kind of scamming you so if you just see one of these cards with a game that's incorrect it should be an entire strip of perforated cards and not to belabor it too much but when uh ballistic 
started publishing games as Accolade, or Accolade stopped publishing games as Ballistic, they moved over to a regular set of trading cards, which are trading card sized. Ten trading cards, they came sealed in a box, and the games from uh, 1993 to 1994, uh, let me just list a few of them, uh, Super Off-Road, Hardball 3, Summer Challenge, Jack Nicholas, Power Golf, Bubsy, those all came with a set of these Accolade cards, which are less cool, I think, because they're smaller. I used to think there was a variant. I used to think there was a black Brett Hull card and a white Brett Hull card, but they're they're the same card, both sides. Anyway, they're just some advertising cards, and you're probably missing them from your Sega Genesis collection. And there are a ton of games that came with them. And uh, on Video Game Sage, in the Sega Genesis box contents uh, thread, I'm trying to keep track of which variants of these cards came with which game. So if you have a game with these cards, uh, it would be cool if you can come to that thread and tell me what goes with what. Stefan, you will have to to look in your boxes for Tyler. Yeah, I was curious as to whether or not they were in there. Some of them do. I can tell you a couple did and a couple don't. Well, I think most don't, but a couple do. And as we were saying before, though, like some of these variants, like because these games have variants onto themselves, not all of the games, like you might have a version of that game that some have trading cards, but other variants of it don't. So oh, Genesis yeah. is a mess, y'all. So there, there are definitely variants like so hardball. Uh, there's definitely copies that came with the original strip of cards, which is only four cards. And then I see other copies that come with the, the sixth strip of cards, which is probably just because hardball was an early game that was published throughout the Genesis life. So it uh, they updated the variant over time. And, I, you know, I would not be surprised if there are versions of these games that did not come with things, because as we always say, Genesis is a nightmare and none of the variants can, you can keep straight with anything. Right. You got more to say on? on no, these, I, that you? is more than anyone wants to know about these stupid ballistic and accolade ad cards. So that is the, that is the most anyone has ever said about them to date. Hundred uh, percent. No. Yes. Maybe. Like, wait until you get into like if you want to start getting into the nitty gritty. The some that have the ballistic stickers and some don't. Like getting into that variant level on them. There was a while we were doing that, and then I I lost interest pretty quick because I was like, I I hate this. I hate <laughs> that Sega does this. And I just backed away slowly. So just to be clear, you mean the so Ballistic is a, a Genesis publisher and they frequently put a tiny sticker on the back of games they publish. Yep. And so uh, a lot of variants you'll see like with a little Ballistic sticker on the back or without a little Ballistic sticker on the back. It is super cool. Genesis is the best. Yeah. Genesis so good. It does. It's like while I was looking up these cards, I found three Bubsy variants that were not in the uh, the Genesis variant list. And like there's super in your face variants. There's like a Star Flash on the box and a Star Flash missing on the box and uh, a Genesis seal of quality on the box. And I just I haven't seen anyone talk about it. And it's just like how many of these variants are out there? It's a nightmare. Did you get into uh, the video game classic versions of those games with cards or not? Uh, so some of them you we've uh, people have opened and they don't come with cards. So Mike Ditka Power Football uh, originally came with a set of six cards, but then the VG Classics version doesn't come with cards at all. Okay. But the Super Off Road, the VG Classics version, comes with a set of ten Accolade cards. What the? Fuck? And so the original Jack Nicklaus Power this. Challenge Golf, which says includes Baltusrol. I don't know what Baltusrol is. Uh, but there's a sticker on the original print of Jack Nicholas Power Golf. That comes with a set of accolade cards. But the one without the sticker, we've opened sealed, and that one doesn't come with cards. 
I hate this whole conversation. Whew. Yep. Whew. It is. Yeah. Like, why do you, like, when uh, when I say that Genesis is a nightmare and things came, <laughs> to, like, people don't understand how deep I was in that for, like, three years of my life going through these things, finding out more than I documented and just, like, spinning on it for a while, just being like, it's all going to be like this. It's all going to be like this everywhere I go in Genesis. And I did that for several years, and then I stopped. And uh, my sanity is better for it. Johnny, I've got some great news for you. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Double Dragon is probably the only game out of any of these that people like really care about, and it's got the most common uh, variant of these cards, which are the the six perforated nice. cards. So, well, uh, also Universal Soldier because I think that's supposed to be Turrican. So, sure. I think they, I, that was no just one, a label. Remap. That is not nearly as popular though. No one cares about. I'm just Universal saying, Soldier. like another one that matters. Also, Super Off Road was a good game. So, uh, yeah, Star Control is a great game. Turrican 1 is a great game, but the duel is a great game. Like, they're, they're good games. It's just, like, not as yeah, collectible so up, as You're Double wrong. Dragon. Because Double Dragon has the name recognition of people who like the game, even though Double Dragon yeah, is a bad game. When you're talking about variants, there's a certain demographic who don't really care about how good or popular or anything the game actually is. Yeah, but, I mean, there's pro- there's people out there who are going to buy Double Dragon on Genesis who don't Absolutely. care about any of these other games. Yeah, because, like, it, it's better-looking shelf candy, right? It makes a better Instagram picture. Sure. So. All right. No, we have talked too much about this, and no one cares. So, uh... No, no one. We've got to get back to Pikachus. So, Nintendo Power, the first one, the first Pokemon card they sent out, I remember, was the E3 Pikachu, and I got it. And I was like, whoa, this Pikachu's from E3. And now looking back on that, can you imagine going to E3 in 1999, height of the Pokemon craze, you get an exclusive E3 Pokemon card. And then later that year, they're just like, all the millions of Nintendo Power people, they get that card for free too. And you're like, my E3 Pokemon card. Yeah, well, back then TCG wasn't quite the racket that it is now. I mean, it was still a racket, but you know, it's going to be okay. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't at E3, so I thought it was just cool. I, I was the one who got these Pokemon cards for free from Nintendo Power. So you're just having empathy for all these people yeah, who theoretically got screwed? Yeah, I feel bad for them. They could have had a cool collectible. Stuff from E3 tends to be pretty cool. And instead, they don't. Sucks. I don't know. For every like cool thing that's that's uh, from E3, there's like 10 f***ing tape measurers. Okay. With well, like, <laughs> I've got a, I've got an Uncharted one paperclip holder with a little magnet in it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Johnny, tell us about some cards that hopefully people care about. I'm gonna just tell you about one. I, I didn't need to do a whole set like you guys. Um, and I'm just gonna talk about the game that uh, probably the collectors are gonna want, especially with the craze of Pokemon. That is Pokemon TCG for Game Boy Color. That's, that's the one everyone wants, right? Go on. I want to just tell you guys that the card it comes with is uh, Meowth, right? So it says promo on it. It is like a 7 or $8 card. But if you don't have this card in your complete box, right? And, you are, and you're going to go to eBay and you want to buy one with the card, it's going to cost like $60 more. But you can just buy this card, guys. That is what I really wanted to do this episode. I just wanted to tell you it's got a Black Star Hollow. It's Meowth. If you write Meowth, Black Star, TCG Player, and Google it, it'll send you a link to where you can buy it. You can also put that into eBay, where you can get them for like 
8 to 10 bucks. In the cellophane, you might pay 25 to 30 if you still want the cellophane. But if you just want one of the cards to make sure your box is complete, you can get these between 5 and $8. There's some damaged ones if you don't care about that. Go to TCG Player and find it. Like, save yourself some cash because I know everyone's going crazy on Pokemon. They're like, want to get it. Also, this game is so plentiful. There are so many of this card. It's insane. Uh, Someone could orchestrate a buyout. I'm not saying you guys should, but like they're not that expensive. You could literally buy out all of TCG Player and eBay and force this card to spike horribly. I don't advise that, but you could. Um, anyways, again, Mouth Black Star TCG. Like it, it, it is the least favorite of the Pokemon's. Like as far as uh, price and collectability, for some reason. But it is the game that actually comes with a Pokemon card. So. I don't know how that works. Maybe because it's on Game Boy Color and Game Boy Color sucks. Yeah, with Pokemon, I have found that uh, the promo card, the, the very few promo cards that were actually like won and awarded to you, uh, those are the like horrendously, horrendously expensive ones, the Pikachu Illustrator, et cetera, et cetera. But the, all the ones that like came in mail away oppor- or like, like mailer opportunities and magazines and stuff like that, games, um, those tend not to be very valuable. Yeah, and, and this one isn't, but it it does force, like, for as the game goes, it forces a premium, because most of the people took the card out of the game and then lose the card or never want to sell it, so it forces, like, this false premium for the for games that come with the card, so that's really why I wanted to talk about this one. You don't have to pay that, pay that false premium. The other thing that'll let you know, aside from it being uh, Meowth on the cover, uh, is that Next to the promo star in the art, it says GB in black letters. They're offset a little bit uh, in the corner. So, like, you know very specifically this is the Game Boy one. Like, that's what that stands for. Johnny, I uh, I bought this game maybe 2018. I think it was 35 bucks, and it came with the card. Um, so it's mm-hmm. still 35 bucks, right? No, it's like uh, between 100 and 160. Okay. Yeah, that that's what that I expected out. to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good game. Uh, it me... sold a, a ton. Isn't it like a top 10 Game Boy Color game? Yeah. It says Pokemon it, it... in it. Of course it's a top 10 Game Boy Color game. Really good game, though. There, I will say in the 90s, um, maybe this came out in 2000, but there, I never was satisfied with any single player Magic the Gathering game. Uh, but this is a really good implementation of base set Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, so... Uh, and that's like one of the trends you're going to start to see, right? In the 90s, early 90s, there was sports cards and like Nintendo Power did this weird stuff where they just like slapped whatever, like here's games, Accolade did it. But as you move on in time, it all becomes TCG player cards, like our TCG cards, which are trading card games, like collectible card games, CCG, TCG, whichever of these you want to use. They You start to see like, oh, I'm going to, you know my ancillary products, I'm going to put a card in with this and try and sell my TCG as well. Or I'm going to try and sell this game by the strength of my TCG, depending on, uh, you know, what angle they were coming from. Weirdly though, you mentioned magic and I don't, the magic game didn't come with a card though. They had some comics that came with cards uh, later Inqu- comics. Inquest came with the card, a lot of cards, right? Yeah. Inquest, but there was like a specific magic comic book from like the late nineties, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe early two thousands that came with cards. And then there was some in like, uh, I want to say like 2000, 
15-ish that came with, those are more expensive. It's just weird that there's been a couple of Magic games and they haven't like really tried to like put a promo card in there to sell the game. Mm-hmm. You know, is that uh, because so people are hot the, for Magic? What did I, like around sixth edition? There was a a Magic PC game. How could they have put that out without a card? That must come with a card, right? I don't think so. Like the Magic uh, on PlayStation One doesn't. Uh, was are you talking about Chandralar? No, this, like it was just one. like called Magic: The Gathering. It might have been like a tutorial, like box set thing. I don't really remember. Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't know because I didn't ever do it on the PC or that. I don't but, think Chandrila yeah. came with one either. No, it's crazy. I, I like. Can you imagine them putting out a trading card game game without coming with a trading card these days? Right, but and and that's where like you're gonna see that that like pretty much shifted as it went along, right? Um, and I just wanted to like look at some prices right now, um, for a complete Game Boy with the card for the TCG. Trading card game doesn't say TCG. It says trading card game. Um, so you, know, you have high as like two seventy five, but um, there are with the card right. We have one thirty nine without, and then you get up to with the card. I'm seeing two fifty. The only one I see right there is is two fifty. So, but I think I put, searched Pokemon TCG. So let me put in trading. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, without it, 250. So here's one with a box. Yeah, that sold for 90 without the card. And then one, let's see. Let's see last one that sold with the stupid card. Uh 150 is sold in December. 130 without the card in November. So yeah, 170 with the card. Like, there's just so many that sold for much less. Like, the 60, 100, 95, 78, 80, because they didn't have the card, 75, 65, just yesterday, no card. But the ones with the card were over 100. So that's why I'm saying, like, do yourself a favor if you're going to buy this game, or if you have this game, and you're stressing out about the card, if you're a Tyler, and you're like, I gotta get this stupid card, go to TCG Player, or go to eBay, you can buy the card by itself, don't buy a it is bad value to try and uh, buy, even buying it complete, like save yourself some money, buy a boxed version without it, and then go get the card secondarily. And so, just start all. putting them together and make that a business. Start selling them for 160 bucks once you put them together. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know if it, it sells well. I feel like it, it definitely has completed sales, but it doesn't track the way other Pokemon games track. Johnny, I've got a... Uh... I've got, before we move on, I have a bonus uh, game. It is uh, the Magic the Gathering 1997 PC game. And I remember why it doesn't come with a card. It's because it comes with an oversized card. And these oversized oh, yeah. cards, I remember being really popular. Like, I had an oversized Black Lotus. I had like a bunch of like weird oversized stuff in my binder. Yeah, you know, there are people who collect specifically the oversized cards. And some of them are expensive. Like, I think there's a Sarah Angel promo oversized card that's pretty expensive. So, you know... <laughs> it does depend but you would th- like the oversized cards are just like advertising they were called box toppers n- during the day like, if you bought a box of magic that was like a lot of times a big oversized card on the top sure you know? so so there's a there's a complete copy on ebay for 50 bucks with the oversized card uh johnny what do you think the oversized card is for 1997 what's a what's a classic card that you would immortalize forever in like a giant book-sized card um well i would say sarah angel uh 
But let's go. What's the demon? I forget the the demon. Uh, Jasm Jin. Nah, not uh, Jin. Lord of the Pit. Ooh, Lord of the Pit or, would yeah, be a good Lord one. The... How about Aswan Jaguar? Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> when it comes into play, choose a random creature type from those in your opponent's deck, and then you can pay and tap it to bury a creature of the chosen type. <laughs> what? A... By the way, you don't bury things anymore. They go to your graveyard. What a so wacky card. Nightmare would have been a great card, too. I'm sorry for everyone who doesn't care about Magic the Gathering. Or Accolade or Ballistic Trading Cards. Stefan, tell us about something that matters. Well, yeah, but you can go buy a Magic game and get an oversized card. That's a thing. If you want these in your collection, you can do it. Um, Tyler, I don't know that I can f- fulfill your wish here because uh, Johnny kind of actually set me up uh, for a good transition because I'm going to talk about another single... TCG add in, but it's even worse because it was randomized and there's no, uh, there's doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to it. Um, but this is for uh, Doom Troopers, uh, for the Super Nintendo. And uh, if and y'all, Genesis. yes, if if y'all remember, Doom Troopers was a failed uh, TCG, you know, it was one of the earlier. I'd say, Johnny, right? The earlier uh, Magic clones, right? Uh, around the same time of like Jihad and Spellfire. Like, I feel like it was in those first few, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say so. I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah. I mean, trading card games, they come and go. Like, so, like good games fail. Um, you know, the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering and... Pokemon have had the staying power is actually kind of incredible. Sure, I'm only saying failed because it mechanically does not publish anymore. Right. I'm not saying it's not a good game. Well, no, of like a lot of these games I, come out and are here for six months to a year, three years maybe, and then go away. Like, most games aren't, what I'm saying is most games aren't Pokemon or Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh that have been around forever. I thought the Battletech TCG was amazing. I mean, I also love Battletech, and I know you are not a fan nope, of hate mechs, mechs. but but uh, I thought that was a fantastic, uh, a fantastic game. Nope, and it, you it wrong. is it it is no longer. For the uh, but anyway, yeah. So so uh, Doom Troopers was a an interesting side scroller uh shoot 'em up it, for the uh SNES and Genesis it was almost like a they they were doing the like pre-rendered 2D sprites so kind of like felt a little bit like Donkey Kong Country but with big like a cross between Earthworm Jim and Donkey Kong Country is what I'll probably say um cuz it was like hyper violent like all the enemies explode when you shoot them and stuff but also like especially like the first couple levels like there's a jungle level for the first level the foliage in the background looks exactly like Donkey Kong Country it's ridiculous um but uh but anyway yeah so for that game they just they seem to and at me if you if you fi- if you know to information to the contrary i just simply couldn't find information to support or or not my argument here that the the packin seems to have just been a single randomized doom trooper card um it does i have i've seen uh all of the listings on ebay right now for instance all between the sold and uh and available listings that came with a card were all different cards like completely different cards totally random uh or at least that's the way it seems so, uh, so yeah, it seems like if you want to, uh, complete your Doom Trooper that you could just stick it in a card 
Just uh, pick any card. Stick it in there. I mean, it, I think it was a specific expansion, though, yeah. that it was. Mm-hmm. So don't grab anyone. But it is a specific expansion that is not expensive to get cards from. I feel bad now. I definitely paid extra to get a Doom Troopers that was complete with a card. And at the time, I wasn't thinking. I didn't even know Doom Trooper was a collectible card game. So that's why I, mm. if I knew that, I would have tried to figure out what card it is. Because sometimes, even if it's the same card, I know for like the Yu-Gi-Oh games, they'll, it'll be the same card, but the card will have like a, a promo like code on it. So you can't just get the regular card from the card game. But uh, now I feel bad about overpaying for Doom Troopers. Well, and that's kind of why we do shows like this too, right? One, because these are like, if you are going into the weeds and collecting and you like want to branch off, like, oh, here's some cool collectible ideas for you, but also, you know, some information to stop you from having this moment. And Tyler, don't feel bad because a lot of people did that. I think I even did that uh, on my first one. So, you know, and then I I learned later. So it happens. Now it doesn't uh... have to. It's got six expansions, um, so that's at least like a couple years of a collectible card game that's for like, a card yeah, game I've it, never that means heard it of. Like did, it's like that means it did okay. I was like in card shops like while this was happening, and I've never even heard of this because like who are you going to play Doom Trooper with? It's probably if you played this, you like you had to get together on Tuesday nights with the other three kids in town who played Doom Trooper. But, like, I feel like, the, the again, this was one of the earlier knockoffs, uh, not knockoffs, but the, the earlier successors of, of Magic the Gathering. So I feel like all of them did okay. Like, Spellfire, not a good game. Uh, but it was within the first one or two or three uh, follow-ups to Magic as far as other competing TCGs. And, uh, and it did okay. So I think I think it was in this like sweet spot of just like TCGs were so new and everyone was trying to get that magic money that uh, that I think they all did okay. It is entirely possible. I I don't know. I don't know enough about what happened there. Do you know why flesh and blood is so popular? Is it just because uh, collectibles in general are crazy and that's what yeah, happened to be on the collecti- market at the time? Well, you know, one uh, collectible card games exploded, and then two. Uh, they, you know, said they basically are making like a reserved list and alpha and beta prints and things that like will go away, uh, kind of emulating what magic does. Also, people say it's a good game. I've got a friend who's like said, all right, I'm done with magic. I'm playing flesh and blood now. So, and now he was like a hardcore magic player. So, uh, you know, I, I hear it's fun, but the, it was funny cause I just had a friend talking to me about this. I don't know if what that looks like in two years, right? Like, because people got to get together and play in the tournament scene. There's lots of good games that don't make it. Look at, look at the wow card game Uh, that came and it took the lunch money of the versus system game and made that, uh, which was a good game with a good tournament scene and killed it because they wanted to make loot boxes in wow. So uh, upper deck, who was the publisher, they killed that game. And made WoW, cashed out on that, and then that went away. And those were both like, okay, game. one was a good game, one was an okay game. Both of them died. Uh, there was a game called Anachronism, which, uh, if you haven't heard, was actually my first podcast that I ever did was, uh, I did the Anachronism podcast. And uh, that was a great game. It's one of my favorite games ever, and you can play it like a board game. That's how I keep it now. But that Ooh. game like won the best game of the year, got expansion of the year. 
and failed in like two and a half years. For Illuminati, remember Illuminati, Johnny? That was hot for a for a minute. Yeah, that was hot for a second. And though that like Ooh. Illuminati has an RPG book, my my friend loves that one. Um, but, you know, good games fail all the time for a lot of reasons. It's easy to fail as a TCG. Stephanie, you know who's into Illuminati reserved investments? They, 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 no, but that's the actual Illuminati. That's not. <laughs> you know he's, who's he's... also in in the Illuminati? Tyler, <laughs> yeah. video game Illuminati. Tell us more. Oh, I am in the super what the secret shadow video game Illuminati. Yeah, I can't tell you anything about it, guys. Are you in it though? Uh, am I? I don't know. I I, I don't know if you can you stay in, in it once you. I mean. You you exposed, exposed them. I've so exposed it. Know. So now I'm out of it. They've I mean, they started you, that's just like having talk, meetings I mean, without me. Yeah, it's like talking about Fight Club. I mean, you can't. No, I I think because he exposed them. Like I don't think he was in them at first. I think when he <laughs> tried to expose them, they brought him in the fold to give him the advantages and uh, you know the grandeur that comes with that. And then like so he would shut up. They bought him mm. in. Mm. Yeah, that happens. All right. Um, I'm gonna. Transition back to card games, though. Tyler, do you have one for us? Unless I'm sorry, Stefan. Unless you have more to say about uh, Doom Doom Troopers. No, I'd never want to talk about Doom Troopers ever again in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the episode where we just talk about a bunch of stuff we don't actually care about. Uh, no, no. I spent all of my caring. I spent all of my caring up front talking about Nintendo Power. No, Doom Troopers also like a pretty expensive game on the Genesis. Just so you know, comes with a poster and uh, the manual is sometimes tough to find, and it's a cardboard box only on Genesis, so a little more collectible there. Uh, so, so some things to know about Doom Troopers. Yeah, there you go, Tyler. What's your speaking yours? of versus system guys? The Marvel trading card game on Are you, PSP, not, DS, and PC. No. You're wrong. It's also on PSP. I was. Is that literally your I second s- game? I said PSP. No, this was, this was literally. I've got a was list my- of dumb joke transitions to make if a certain card game comes up, and this was my versus system transition. Oh my god, that's literally one of my games. What? <laughs> Johnny, would you like to talk about the Marvel trading card game? Uh, uh, yeah. Now I'm just gonna jump into you. I was just gonna bring it up as like a, as a quickie. So uh, the versus <laughs> system. Uh, what is a game that you can play? So it says Marvel trading card game is the name of the game. And it came out on PC, the Nintendo DS and the PSP. So the Nintendo DS in the U S does not come with a card. The PC one does. And so does the DS version in other territories. Uh, Europe PAL territories has it. I didn't check Japan PSP in all of the, I think it was only released in the U.S., comes with a card. It is an extended card, extended art card, which is like their version of a promo of Armageddon. And uh, it's a plot twist, which is like a magic, like an instant, basically. Um, so it's not like specifically the character, but it's got like a blue frame. It's not that expensive. It's like a $20 game. You can get it with its card. And why would you care? Well, because it's got a bunch of pictures of Marvel characters. And as comic book people come into this world, that might be a thing. Also, collectible card games are like ridiculously priced right now. So maybe there's this weird convergence of all the things that could make this something you want to pick up. I was going to bring it up as a joke just because it's Marvel and there's comic people in the market. But like all this is available new old stock. Like you could literally buy this on Amazon and it's not even full MSRP. So... No, it's like 20 bucks. Uh, you don't can... invest in sealed PSP games. Maybe a uh, 
pro tip from the Collector's Quest podcast. Johnny, can I talk yeah. about a real game, or do you actually have more to say about the Marvel trading card game? Just that, like, you know, it's the same card for all of the all of them. So if you find the card loose or whatever, you could just literally buy shove new it old in stock. Because guess what? No one has this game, and no one is looking to complete it. So you could just spend sixteen dollars. I on literally brand new own this game on the PSP, and I bought it brand new from GameStop. Why? You could have bought Metal Gear Acid, which is a fine. Card. Why did I buy it? Because did I? Did you not hear the part where I said I played the Versus game? Uh, I used to play that. I didn't oh, play yeah, Magic. Did I played. <laughs> I played Versus. Uh, in fact, I played it competitively. I was on the pro circuit for that game. I thought about it. So when I was like way like too deep, I've been too deep into collectible card games uh, a while. I thought about getting into Versus system, but the scene at my local store was like the middle school and young high school kids. And like I was like 20 at the time or something. So I didn't want to like be the weird older guy who was just like stomping kids in Versus. Oh, yeah, system. I. I, I had to be that guy for a while, and then, uh, so, like, but I was, I had never played a TCG before, like, I had played Magic once with a friend and had not a great experience, uh, so I went over to Versus and uh, did that by myself, and kind of learned with uh, a few other friends, and that was, like, cool, but then when I wanted to go, like, be competitive with it, it was all, like, you know, kids who were too young for me to be playing with, which at my, I think I was like 23 or four at the time. So then I went and I was in it right when it first started, like in the first like X-Men Brotherhood set and stuff. Uh, so I then decided I actually had to go to like actual tournaments, you know, like big events and stuff. So uh, we had Gen Con LA for a few years out here. There's Gen Con in, uh, I think, Indiana, which is where it is properly, but they had this offshoot in Los Angeles. And I went... And uh, in my first one, I qualified for the pro circuit. So I, I did okay in that game, and I stayed for a little while. They did mess up my name and call me Johnny Lucci, much to my shame. So, like, my first badge and stuff, like, you know, this thing that's, like, kind of my trophy at that point, got my name spelled wrong. Very <laughs> sad. So well, Thanks for telling Anyways. us about Versus System, another card game no one cares about. Is Versus System still no, a thing? It must it's be, actually. Right? No, see, you think people don't care about it, but Upper Deck is still producing uh, versus system because versus was a system. It could be Marvel and DC. They expanded it. They did like some Buffy, but now they yeah, print they it more as that, like they? yeah, they uh, print it more as a board game now. But they've even printed newer sets and they've like a, a couple of uh, collectible versions of it. Like recently, in the last like year or two, you'd think this game has been dead for ten years. But nope, they're still like doing this stuff. So Versus System is very much still alive. And you can like play it. It's a fun game and it's not hard to learn. And now you can pick up a pack of it, like a two-player, like a starter deck, basically. It's not like a collectible card game anymore. 20 bucks, you can go play a Buffy version of it if you want. So is it like one of those card games where it's like non-randomized cards and you just buy expansions now? Uh, so yeah, now I now I believe that's something like that. Yeah, now that's what they've done. But they also did like some special foilized print, like for some of the Marvel stuff. Some of it is still expensive. Most of it is just like bulk now, and like who cares? But like Upper Deck's been trying some weird new stuff. Also, if you don't know, like you know about collectible cards games like Magic and Pokemon, but there's also like these special print upper deck cards for like marvel and stuff that happen just like marvel cards like you used to buy back in the day like in a foil wrapper and be like oh here's like cool i got storm and gene gray awesome like but now there's like special versions and like lottery cards 
that you can get that get very expensive, a couple hundred dollars a box for like four of them. And you might get a special print like for like four cards, you're saying, right? Just to be yes. clear on the, yes. the insanity of the trading card world right now. They're doing that with magic, too, right? Uh, magic is a, is a little bit different. It's not this far out. Magic has done some far out things, but this is still like the place that magic is going to go eventually. But the, there's yeah. like way out there stuff that you're just looking like, I did not comprehend that people were buying like six to eight Marvel cards random for $300, hoping that they get this thousand dollar card in their box. Like I didn't know that was still a thing, but it is. Like, you don't play with them. They're not like Pokemon cards. It's just a card. Like, hmm. Hmm, here's a nice little art piece of, art piece of uh, Venom. Cool. Oh, this is a Venomized card. Awesome. This is the variant that I wanted. Like, it's very weird. I, I Like, weird. It's, a, it's a collectible world that still exists out there. That, like, you think about all the, like, card properties that, you know, they used to sell packs of. Uh, Batman, everything else. Like, everything under the sun had a card, you know? You think, oh yeah, that that's like cool, that's cute, that all died. But now there's like this super premium world where it still exists, which is contrary to the like walls of like dead old stock that you see from like old movie trading cards that still yeah. exist. Yeah, so. I almost bought it the other just for nostalgia. I almost bought a uh, first edition Marvel booster box or not booster, but whatever they call it. Like there's the the a box of of packs for the first that the first Marvel, you know, the white border. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. Uh, just because I thought it'd be fun to open, and they're not—they're actually not that expensive. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you—you you could get back into the early Marvel like overpowered trading card game. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot you can do. Um, Spellfire is like sixty bucks for a sealed booster. <laughs> Woo. Anyways, Tyler, you can now. Now I'm done. You thought it was a joke, but there's a whole like seedy thing I was going to get into, and I did. Now go ahead, go what with yours. Even talking about I, there was. Let's get back on track, guys. I don't even remember if I had a comment. Uh, I want to talk about a game very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Animal Crossing, which I have managed to shoehorn into uh, this episode by complete coincidence with a game that I just bought. Um, So, history lesson, guys. What's the first Animal Crossing game? Yes, obviously it's Animal Crossing, or Animal Forest on the Nintendo 64 in Japan, What's the second Animal Crossing game? Animal Crossing. Mm, it's Animal Forest Plus on the GameCube in Japan, an updated port of the N64 game, which was then translated from Japanese to English and updated for the GameCube. So the GameCube version of Animal Crossing is the third Animal Crossing game. Technically, it's kind of a, a double update, uh, but it's got like new holidays and new items. But then... That version was so good, they're like, God damn, the Americans have this amazing version of the game. So they translated it from English back to Japanese and added even more stuff to it. They got new bugs, new fish, new islanders, new items. That's Debutsu no Mori E+, the e-reader GameCube version of Animal Forest on the GameCube. Oh no. I don't know, I stopped listening like five minutes ago. Oh my God. So Animal Forest, it was ported from N64 to GameCube, translated to English. It was so good in English, they translated it back to Japanese. That fourth version of Animal Crossing is the version I'm talking about because it came with an e-reader and I believe it came with six cards. I don't even know. I just want to talk about the Animal Crossing cards because I was deep so into this. So those original e-reader cards, 
There's a whole series uh, of Year Eater cards, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but there there was, look, there's the Mario ones, there's the Pokemon ones, there's Animal Crossing, which, and then there was the, you know, games you could play, and there was Mario Party. That's the e-reader collection. Those were the, the first worst idea, US. dude. The the games that you could play, because you had to, like, swipe, like, f***ing six cards or whatever. No, it's awesome. Game. Back, though. Look, man. I thought it was it, so cool. I thought it was so cool, too. I loved my <laughs> e-reader. Uh, like, oh man, I'm gonna play Excite Bike. All I need to do is swipe this card. How does that work? It just reads those four dots. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. Uh, but anyways, that's like the e-reader world. Um, we could go all into that. Um, that's like a whole episode. But so those Animal Crossing e-reader cards, the U.S. ones and the Japanese ones would play on, or was it only the Japanese ones you could swipe to add items to the game? Uh, well. Let's, let's start at the beginning, just in case we have some okay. listeners who don't know. The yeah, e-reader maybe tell people is, how e-reader works. It's a super dumb accessory that you connect to your Game Boy Advance, and you swipe cards with barcodes, like a credit card. And it doesn't work every time, because it's got to read the stupid thing. Uh, and then it did all kinds of things. It played NES games, certain cards. It played Game & Watch games, certain cards. There are Pokemon cards with e-reader strips in them. I don't even know what they did. Uh, but the Animal Crossing cards, they did a bunch of different things. So if you scanned them outside of the game, they would give you a code. And if you mail that code to someone in your Animal Crossing village, they would uh, send you back an item. But each of the cards, they're like trading cards. They've got a villager on them. If you sent that code to the villager on the card, they would send you back an NES game. And that's like the best part of Animal Crossing, that you got to play NES games on GameCube, which before the Wii, that was freaking cool. So there are four series of, uh, there's like four expansions of these Animal Crossing cards. Back in the day, they were 3 to $5 a booster pack. Um, they came carded, like they, it wasn't like a booster box of cards. It was like one booster pack carded on a cardboard thing that you put on a hang tab. Uh, so it made them feel more special. I, I could never find them at retail anywhere. I was spending like $10, $15 a pack even back in the day for them. And I remember the cards were like at minimum $1 a card going up to the better cards being like $5 or $10. And still super expensive. It, and yeah, they're still similarly expensive, especially for the good stuff. So uh, like spending, like I'd say I spent on average probably $3 a card per card and this was in a day I was playing type 1.5 magic and like a few dollars for a card would get you like a pretty good old magic card. So it felt crazy to be spending this for uh, animal crossing cards. But uh, so goes the sickness, especially when it comes to getting free NES games. Yeah. Um, so the, the new animal crossing that came out on the, on the three DS um, that, they all they re-released there was four series of Animal Crossing cards. And I think the fourth series, maybe maybe there's only three. I can't remember, it's three or four. But those cards are crazy expensive. You know, like they became dead stock, and then those people just jacked the prices up. And then they'll like the Mario Sports cards, which are also amiibos, like those cards became super expensive. It's an insane world out there if you want the e-reader style cards. Yeah, and the new Animal Crossing cards are Amiibo cards, too. And those are also heavily counterfeited. Like, you can just go buy a set of those on AliExpress. So be careful if you're buying the new cards. I will say... Yeah, uh, I, if you're buying sealed and packed, though, so expensive. Yeah. So actually, all of the uh, the old e-reader stuff, that's all available new old stock. Because, like, this was always kind of cool stuff to have and collect. 
like fifty to a hundred dollars a pack. It's pretty crazy, but there's no like particularly rare set. I don't think the two coolest cards. So Mario Bros. Uh, the arcade game and Ice Climber were two NES games that actually came on cards. Uh, I think there's like 60 or 70 cards per set. So let's say like around 200 cards. Uh, I'm just going to guess that those are the two most desirable cards. And one like just sold on eBay. Uh, both of them got bought it now for $200. Uh, Holy so crap. That, that gives you an idea of uh, these weird old Animal Crossing cards. And uh Zelda and Super Mario Brothers, just fun trivia. Those were programmed into Animal Crossing as if they were going to release it somehow, like some kind of promotion, and they just never released it. So the only way to get those games is by cheating and unlocking with GameShark. Because Nintendo, even back in GameCube days, they're like, no, Zelda and Super Mario Brothers, we can't give that away for free. Those are too good. Have an Ice Climber card. Ice Climber is great. Don't you, don't you on Ice Climber in front of me. I know. I know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there were some promo cards in this set. So um, one was included with the e-readers. So the KK Scott card, there was a, an NES Link promo design card. So it would just, it would like literally just give you a pattern that looked like Link. Um, if you scan into the game, that came with Nintendo Power. And then there were a few cards that were sent out to retailers as promos. So if you see someone who has like a hundred of the same card for sale, it's probably just one of the cards that was given to retailers as a promo. Now, are these Japanese ones or are these the American these ones? These are all American. Our U.S. We are. We should say North American. North American, Jesus. North American. And then, Johnny, the Japanese set has, like, new villagers. They've got, like, villager-exclusive cards where you scan the card and you just get the villager in your game, which isn't something that happened on the, the U.S. side. There's, like, oh, I need to get this weird bird guy. I gotta get the exclusive card. And then, oh, man, e-reader, there's, like, the the the... E3 2002 pack of cards. It's like, it's always on eBay. There's multiple of them on eBay right now. It's just four e-reader cards and it sells for like $2,000. What is going on with e-reader, Johnny? I, you know, I have a box full of e-reader cards uh, from back in the day and they are, I don't understand what's going on with them. I have like two of the sealed Pokemon ones or three of the sealed Pokemon. I think I have two of the three sealed Pokemon ones. Uh, but I have a double of one of them, so I'm missing, I think, the leaf green one. And it's a weird world. There's E-Reader is a strange thing that people collect. I don't know why, but uh, they collect it heavily, and it is expensive. It's not always expensive. I've got, I've literally got like a box full of uh, new old stock NES E-Reader cards, because I thought those would be the cool ones to just like, oh, maybe I should buy like 50 packs of the NES games because they're like a dollar each. Um, that instead of hoarding the Animal Crossing cards or anything that was actually going to be cool. So all those NES games are pretty much worthless. Like five bucks a pack, maybe. There's also a couple, or at least one, I don't know enough about Pokemon, but there's at least one expansion that is also e-reader yeah. cards. And uh, so, so that, that E3 2002, I don't actually know how you got those Pokemon e-reader cards. Well, it was just an expansion that was entirely e-reader. Yeah, Sky Ridge. Sky Ridge, I know is Sky Ridge, I know is e-reader, or at least there's a lot of it. Um, okay. Yeah, there was. God, they're exclusive... so ugly because they got a barcode on the card. Yeah, there was like there was e-reader bundles too that had a couple of like exclusive cards in it. Um, e-reader stuff is crazy. Like... Also, just before we move away from e-reader, uh, the I mentioned the uh, SS title uh, ticket uh, card Pokemon card that came with uh, an issue of Nintendo Power that indeed also was an e-reader card. Really. 
So and that that's the expense. That's like the two hundred dollar, uh, Pokemon or the two hundred dollar card, you know, giveaway card that comes in Nintendo Power. Huh. So I don't know if this is true for all of them, but like I see a Pokemon Sapphire that actually has like a last asteroid in it. I don't know if that's like intentional or not. Like I don't know if that was an accident or someone just like someone just put that in there. Or if that actually comes with some Pokemon Sapphires. Wait, what? Last oh, asteroid? What are you saying? Last asteroid is the Pokemon card. And there's a sealed Pokemon oh. card with Sapphire for the GBA. I don't know if that's supposed to be in there or someone just shoved it in there. But I, I'll have, we'll have to look. Sorry, guys. Uh, Where is this coming from? Is this an e-reader some... card? Yeah, it's an e-reader card. Oh, okay. That's, well, I mean, that's no, you shouldn't be there. spending $7,000 on a sealed GBA Pokemon game. I mean, no one wants the complete box ones, Johnny. Come on. That's common. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, sorry. Anyways, um, okay, I I have uh, a game to move on to unless you got more to say. I sure don't. I just want to talk about Animal Crossing some. All right. Do you have a game after this? Are we done after this? Like, is this the last one? I'll just go over the rest of my dumb bullshit that I uh, thought of. Well, no, no. Save it. Save it for the next episode. There'll be a part two to this. There's enough trading cards. I promise. (laughs) All right. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys about... Uh, this is a two for one here. Um, everyone loves a two for one fitting with trading card game. Uh, so let's look at the PlayStation one and let's look at a game. And because trading card game games, like making a digital version of it became all the rage. Um, so Digimon, maybe you've heard of it. It's an existing series. It goes on. Well, like Yu-Gi-Oh was a, you know, GBA has all the cards we could do a whole thing on that. But Digimon on the PS1, there is two of them. There's Digimon World and Digimon Digital Card Battle. These versions have cards. The Digimon World is a variant, and it will have a badge that tells you it includes a card. The card it includes um, is a, what is it? Um, an Im- nope, I'm going to get it wrong. Metal Graydon, I think. Anyways, it's... The card number is DW-01, and it's a promo, and it will set you back around $100 to $150 for this card, which came with the PlayStation game. You'll get lucky if you can find a complete one with the disc that has it. It's a foil card. It comes, you know, in a, in a little wrapper, so hopefully you can find it sealed. If not, you know, get it and put it in some protection because that card is expensive. Most people bought the game for the card specifically, took the card out, and then, you know, just sold off the game or, you know, it wound up in GameStop. You, you know these cards, they just never stay with our games. Like if you've ever looked at the Yu-Gi-Oh! GBA stuff, the cards are never there. They're never there, ever. It's super annoying. Uh, and then there is Digimon, uh, as I was saying, Digital Card Battle. All of these ones, th- th- this wasn't a variant. All these ones came with a card. So this card is much less expensive and it's DW03, and it's a foil promo, and it is Imperial Draymond. Uh, again, don't don't at me if I'm getting these names wrong. I'm not a Digimon guy. Uh, what? Anyways, yeah, this card will run about forty bucks sometimes. I I uh, have seen them less. I put a link in the Patreon for one that is currently on sale for eighteen dollars, still sealed. Uh, if you have this game and you don't have this card. That's like the best I've seen is like that between that twelve and eighteen dollars uh, in the last year. It's only a it's only gone up and it's not getting easier to find. So if you are into these things and you want them, 
the Digimon ones, they're expensive. And, you know, not a lot of them came with cards for that series. Just these two. And remember, Digimon World, that was a variant. So check your copy. Does it have the card? Well, first, if it's the Digimon World 1, does it have the badge? If it doesn't have the badge, you're fine. If it has the badge and you're missing the card, your game is incomplete. Sorry. There you go. Oh, no, my Digimon PlayStation game. No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, sorry for the bad news there, peoples. But, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. You want cool, to you picked up, up Pokemon and a Digimon game, Johnny. That's not what I expected. Uh, I feel like you're too I old for with, both of those. I am, but I, I like things that are collectible, and I decided to keep a theme of TCG. I knew you guys would be wild with stuff, so I was like, I'm going to pick three TCGs, and I'm going to stick on those. Nice. Did we do it? We did it, except did. Tyler has got a few things he wants to mention. Uh, No, I was going to bring up the, the Konami collection cards, but I, I wanted to keep it on theme with uh, games that came with cards, but like there are not a lot of interesting games that came with cards, but there's this set of... Uh, konami collection card it's literally just like trading cards that came out in japan in the early 2000s uh and there's a bunch of sets no one cares about but there's like a gambari goemon set there's a castlevania symphony the night set uh, and there's a police knots and a snatcher set and uh have you found the castlevania symphony of the night set because i cannot find it they seem way rarer than most of these other things no i cannot find it been like you bring it up but i've literally been looking for that set for two years and have not found it i don't know if it's because my searches are bad and uh, you know i'm american so i'm doing very badly searching for things in japan but yeah i've been looking for this for um a while. Okay, let's talk about this now. So I didn't even look on uh, on like Yahoo auctions because I just yeah. figured I was going to talk about the Snatcher cards, which seem pretty available. But when I was looking for the Castlevania cards, just to compare with the Snatcher cards, because I figure those are probably the second or probably first most interesting of these sets. I'm just like, oh, weird. There's none on eBay. That's strange. And then I start looking. It's hard it up. to even find pictures. Yeah, and there's like bad information online. It's like this was a trading card game put out by Konami. It's like, no, it's not. This is not a trading card game. And yeah, then I found uh, a collector who was documenting his collection on like a. It was like a G, like a. I'm gonna say like the Japanese version of GeoCities. It was a website that uh, looked like it was from 2002. It had a. It said last updated 2002, um, and he was. It was a checklist of which cards he had, but he didn't have pictures. So do these cards exist, Johnny? They must, because there was a collector who I've was tracking I've seen packaging of the box and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have them. Red, I talked to Red the Game Shark. There's our promo for buy Red games the from game cheap, cheap games. Red the Game Shark. Uh, we should have, we should buy you a, like a sound bar so you can just have buttons you press, Tyler, so these things come out. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, he didn't know about them because I was like, when I was trying to get the Castlevania 2 cards uh, from Japan, um, I was like, do you know about these ones? And he didn't really know about them either. So I don't know. It's just like you said, a ton of bad information, poor pictures. Uh, I've seen like the box like once or twice. It's like the same three shared images over and over again. Like, I don't know. It's uh, the Konami collection cards. And uh Yeah. You would think Symphony of the Night and Castlevania, they would have been produced in bigger numbers. Why are you finding Snatcher cards and not Castlevania cards? I don't know. 
I mean, like the Snatcher so, uh, cards are out there. There's a booster box on eBay. It's like $700, but it's there on like American yeah. eBay. There's a guy in England who has the full set for 350 bucks. Uh, and there's a someone bought a pack like there's a sold listing of a pack for $90. I cannot imagine buying a pack of this for $90 when the full set is available for 350 But OK, the cards seem pretty so, cool. Like they've got uh, like either original art or like not original art, but, you know, like all the promo art for the game or like scenes from the game and like good scenes from the game. You know, like the one where Gillian walks in on a, a young girl in the shower. Uh, that's a trading card. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah, um, and when you put them in a binder, the backs of the cards all form like big pictures when you have like the nine cards. Ooh. It's pretty cool. It's pretty That's cool. That's a Marvel that masterpiece cool. of shit right there. Ooh. Yeah. Or yeah. Batman, yeah. like the Batman stickers used to do that too. Oh, yeah. So you know um, what would be anyway. really cool? If you could find like an entire set of Castlevania Symphony of the Night cards that had the same thing going on. Uh, yeah, so maybe so forget the Snatcher cards and... Uh, Go look for those Castlevania Symphony of the Night cards is really what this segment is now about. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit what, what I know. So there's uh, apparently it's 56 cards and I'm reading this from a wiki uh, that I, I have saved. I have it in my favorited pages. So like, I don't forget about this stupid thing. So 56 cards, um, they were sold in packs for the Japanese version of Symphony of the Night they mostly contained official artwork, and then cards 3, 6, 15, and 53 were extra rare. That's what uh, is written oh, here in this wiki. Yeah, <laughs> great. Glad those ones are hard to find. Um, so, yeah, and they are the Konami uh, collection card. Maybe that's why I'm doing it wrong, because I'm searching um, usually Castlevania, but maybe I should be searching uh, Akamaja Dracula X. I think I have both searches saved. But yeah, it's the Konami Collection card, Akamaja Dracula X. Uh, they're hard to find. If you have some and you want to uh, show us, please do. But yeah, please. these are something I've been looking for for a while. And that's just a card set. They don't come in games or anything. So that's not it. So if you have one of these cards, you should uh, you should take it and put it next to your Japanese release of Symphony of the Night and pretend it came with it and then drive Johnny crazy. That's no, you won't, because Johnny doesn't care about it. Put on Instagram. All right. Well, now, now we can move on to never talking about cards again, Johnny. Let's go. Excellent. Uh, until we do part two to this episode, which we'll definitely get a part two. Just so you know. <laughs> we haven't scraped the bottom of the barrel with Marvel trading card game for the PSP. I did. Th Look, that one has a cross section of appeal. That's why I did it. Can't deny it. Okay. That's why I was making right. a joke about it. Right, you're making jokes, and I'm out here helping the people. Damn. Way to go, jokester. Hope you're <laughs> proud of yourself. <sighs> Woof. There, there's my stern talking to. Uh, yeah, anyways, let's move on to the next part of the show, where, guys, let's talk about uh, what you bought, if you bought anything, lately. Um, anything you've uh, decided to put on the old shelf? Tyler, tell me what, what you're putting on the... Or, no, Stefan. Stefan hadn't got a while to talk. You tell me, Stefan. What have you bought? I bought a video game. Oh, what? Why? Are you uh, sick? Yes. <laughs> this is how, I, this isn't the way that I wanted you all to find out. <laughs> uh, no. So uh, <laughs> this is actually something that. So uh, Illusion of Gaia, one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, the last time this came, so it came up the 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 first printings of of the of the game 
came in the US came with uh, this t-shirt pack in and it was just like this blister packaging with a t-shirt um, and uh, it was sort of a, like a wow supplies last thing and um, the last time I bought one when I was a kid and I wore the hell out of that shirt I've bought that shirt probably five or six times now because I love it so much and it keeps falling apart and I wore the hell out of it but uh, the last time uh, one came up in package still uh, Johnny basically called dibs and <laughs> I, I didn't was... call dibs. You didn't even know it was there. Didn't have you a save search. Dibs. I did. And I told you about it and then had to look at you because I saw the lusty look you gave me and I right. had to go dibs back, back <laughs> when we, uh, back when we could actually look at each other face to face. Um, and so, so Johnny ended up with that one and then lo and behold, uh, like a week ago, uh, or a little bit longer, uh, a one came up and both the t-shirt uh, and the game itself were both individually sealed and then still in their their outer clamshell, which I was very excited for. Uh, so I won that one. That was a, I was going to win this at all costs kind of thing. And I did. And, uh, and it is though? mine and I'm very happy. What? Were you going to win this at all costs? I feel like you told us a high bid, and then literally the, the same day this auction ended, there was one that ended on Heritage Auctions, which was above your high bid. What? So I don't no. understand your logic here, Tyler. Okay, so this auction, for the like the cool thing, with the, the sealed blister pack, with the t-shirt, and the sealed uh -huh. game, ended the same day, or like a day off from a Heritage Auction that ended for $1,500. Uh, and this did not sell the one, for fifteen hundred dollars. Wasn't is, the one that ended on Heritage? Wasn't that just a, a water graded sealed? Yeah, copy? like just the game sold for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and not you the got same the thing. cooler thing for like a third of the price. No, no, yeah, oh, okay. but that's not the same. That's not the same audience. Uh, you no, can't, I know it's not you the can't same water audience. It. It's just like yeah. But but what he's saying is someone paid fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars for a sealed one plus buyer premium, and you got a nice sealed one for. With a cool shirt and all the extra it, stuff. It's it like a better months. item for a fraction of the price. Yeah. Look, I'm not the one trying to say that these people on Heritage are idiots, uh, like Tyler is apparently. So, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, so I did. Uh, but I was, what, what I meant all, was by all costs is uh, in that conversation, you probably remember that I was uh, willing to just like basically straight up trade it for the last 9.0 Charizard that I've got. Which would have been uh, much higher than uh, than what I wanted for. So, but yeah, so that, that would have been very much like trading an NWC for a Tom Brady. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up before we wrapped up. But yeah, so I bought that. Very happy with that. And then, oh, and then I did actually add a couple new pieces of art. I haven't actually bought a couple pieces. Uh, I haven't bought much new art recently. But I got um, the. Some of the illustrations for the interior of the Clay Fighter Super Nintendo um, uh, instruction manual. And you might say, well, why would you hear about that? You only buy Nintendo Power art. That is true, but that art was also used in the Clay Fighter coverage in Nintendo Power. So, uh, so yeah, I bought some of that art. And uh, I've got a couple images of Taffy and a couple images of uh, Bad Mr. Frosty, and... Oh, and the uh, Ichibod Crane. I've got one of him, too. Wow. The classic yeah. characters. Yeah. 
I mean, Bad Mr. Frosty. I, was I know, Bad it, Mr. Frosty it, is... I wanted to make a joke about characters no one's ever heard of, but I think I can picture him, so my joke yeah. didn't work. I also did... Um, with that came a illustration it ended up being an illustration uh that was of the blob uh that was used in um a uh an ad in egm uh that just came with a lot so i also got that um but yeah so that's my i bought my game and i bought some art and that was my that's what i've bought since the last time i talked to y'all that's pretty good that's good buying yeah all right tyler what about you what'd you do I bought a Rob poster from uh, Excite Bike Comics and Games, a frequent mentioned person on the show. I was helping my buddy, not helping, uh, my buddy Retro Game Enthusiast was talking to me about a test market NES, which there's all these uh, test market NESs now on eBay, and they they, they have ridiculous buy now prices that no one's ever paying. And uh, he had, uh, had like a friend or something who had one. And it was trying to price it, and it wasn't complete. And it it started. I I don't actually have like a list of box contents because I'm not a hardware guy. So I started like looking, and I opened my test set, and I'm like, let me let me check out my contents. And I bought this like two years ago. There is a zero percent chance I would have bought this without the baggie of like the the manual and all that stuff. And I can't find my baggie with my manual and all my stuff. And I opened up my other deluxe set. And it's not in there. My other deluxe set's not complete. That one I bought years ago. So that makes sense that that one it, like was missing parts of it. But uh, I'm super upset because the, the test set NES, it has like specific inserts. Like the inserts all have to say like 1985 on them rather than just like going in and putting a baggie from any deluxe set in them. So I started my journey by buying a, a $45 Rob poster uh, from our buddy Eric. And that is like did the you only me- thing did I Did you just text him? Or did you just buy it from his eBay store? No, I, I went on uh, eBay and he's like the only one who had it for sale. And I'm like, Eric, I need you to find as much deluxe set contents as you can and just send them to me and I will buy them. And that was the only thing he had. And he gave it to me for a bunch off his eBay price because he's a well, good nice friend. That was nice of him. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent. I'm glad you found and it. Then, and I'm uh, glad you sent money to a friend rather than an eBay stranger. Oh, yeah, there's like like people like have these components listed on eBay for like a hundred to two hundred fifty dollars each. It's like I, if I'm gonna spend two hundred fifty dollars on a poster, I think I'll just spend a thousand dollars to buy an entire new deluxe set, guys. Come on, yeah. Like I also need like I need a warranty card, and the warranty card is a serial number on it that matches the console. So almost definitely at some point I'm going to have oh. to buy another NES that comes with the warranty card because I'm gonna want them to match. Just uh. Guys, don't buy incomplete stuff. It's never Tyler. worth it. It's gonna it's some I didn't buy this incomplete. I bought this two years ago. The the it has to be somewhere in my house, Johnny. But I can't Tyler. go on the risk that I actually don't have it. Okay. You're you're having some problems, Tyler, and I, I hope we can be there to help you when you realize how far down you've gotten. I don't let him burn. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. You gotta be no. willing to put a hand out when someone hits bottom. <sighs> Do you like action sets and stuff like do you know how much extra action set garbage i have just in my pile of random loose manuals i found an entire extra baggie that goes to an orange zapper action set i don't even know why i have that but i think the baggie is the same between the action set and deluxe set so now that's my baggie for my deluxe set but what if it's not but what if it's not Stefan? i know (laughs) you can't just piece this stuff together it's a nightmare
Why would you even say that to him? <laughs> like, he might, he, it's late for him. He has to go to bed after this. He probably won't uh, go to be, sleep. He's going to, yeah, nope. The he's rabbit gonna be hole never ends. Like, once I learned there are like five or six different NES styrofoam types, like people look at the styrofoam composition and pattern, like, the rabbit hole doesn't end. Like, if you transferred baggies between two NES games, like, your whole collection is ruined. <laughs> or don't care about that. And uh, just move on with your life. Uh, I think when people get to this point, I think they're just like, well, I can only buy sealed games. And then that's the only way they can be happy. But then if you buy sealed games, you don't know about like all the stuff, all the variants that are inside. So you're just like buying a random variant and that doesn't feel good bliss. either. So the only thing to do is to stress about it for the rest of your life. Is yeah, it you're though? right. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the only way. Also, only thing to do. If I never had this conversation with retro game enthusiasts, like... 99% chance I just never would have opened that deluxe set again, and I would have been totally happy. Yep. Uh, that, but That's what collecting is. Someone telling <laughs> you something, and then you spitting out about it and trying to find it uh, forever and ever. So now I've got a, a save search for, like, Nintendo Entertainment System. Setting up your Nintendo Entertainment System, and I've got to find, like, the right variant of the manual I need now. Awesome. Gonna be fun. Having that for years. That's what I bought, Johnny. I bought a, a $40 poster. And uh, I might have right. spent uh, way too much money in Japan. We'll see about that one uh, when it gets here. Okay. I've got two notes before I move on to what? One, uh, on the Digimon game, uh, also in Japan, though, they come with different cards. So you can't just buy the Japanese version and uh, slot slot that card in there. It's uh, It might be the same card, but it's different frame, different art, just so you guys know it wouldn't transfer over. Pokemon Sapphire can confirm, does come with an e-reader card in a sealed little plastic uh, for your complete version. So if you're missing that, game's not complete. Sorry, guys. All right, what did I buy? Tyler, what do you think I bought? I think you bought a an interesting, uncommon Game Boy Advance game, Johnny. Um, well, I did buy some of those uh, from our good friend uh, Coffee with Mr. Saturn. I've been tagging Post Coffee Collection for some of the stuff I bought. So if you're looking up my recent GBA posts, uh, those were from him. I also bought, uh, you know, uh, a GBA game, weird, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Genesis version, basically, for GBA, uh, complete in box. So I, that was the only one of the Sonic games I didn't have for some reason, and uh, yeah, I went out and got that, and um, yeah, I definitely didn't buy any Star Wars related game stuff. Oh, good. I definitely am not looking at a bunch of variants for all these stupid games, including modern stuff, and buying dumbass variants of that stuff. That definitely didn't happen, I promise. Yeah. I like how we were making fun of Tyler for basically the same thing, and then you roll up and you're like, yeah, I uh, definitely oh, yeah, not doing worse. that exact same thing. Oh, no. Stefan, <laughs> one day, one day I'll reveal myself and how dark and deep the hole is. But um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> right now, I can tell you, I definitely didn't do any of that. And I definitely don't need you to know how many variants of Jedi Fallen Order exist. <sighs> the new one? Fallen Order? Yes! Huh. The new stupid game. Why would Weird. there be at least like six different versions you could find? Why? I don't, I don't know. Why would there be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, because there's a deluxe version. There's a non-deluxe version. There PlayStation and PC and Xbox and the digital releases and some of the console releases. It's a mess. But that's like pretty bad. 
but it's nowhere on the battlefield level where they have store exclusive variants. Uh, anyways, yeah, battle. I said field, but I meant battlefront. Anyways, that's what I bought. And uh, did I play anything? No, I haven't played anything since the last podcast. Unfortunately, uh, it's uh, all been watching my son, which uh, is a game I'm constantly losing to him. You would not think that uh, children would beat you, but they, they, I lose every single day to his shenanigans. Just like this child won't outsmart me. Sure did. You tricked me. He's he's got he's got a system in which like his new thing is to get on the stairs as quickly as possible and race up them, which. Uh, if you have a small child with a, you know, a skull that is fragile, like human skulls are, you're like, okay, that, that this is a problem because he can, uh, he's, he's clumsy. If you've never met a toddler, uh, it's in the name. They toddle. Uh, and I don't want him on my steep wooden steps that fall onto tile. It's fine. They're yeah. hard to kill. Uh, I hope so. Because <laughs> he is, he lives dangerously and I can't explain to him that he lives dangerously. I just, now he's in a weird shrieky phase he's uh frustrated because we don't let him hit so you you parents can at me and sorry for all of you non-parents but i don't know how to deal with this so we teach him not to hit but now he doesn't know how to must manage his frustration so now he's like he can't hit he can't do like can't hit the dog he can't kick walls he can throw his toy that's fine but really what he does now because i've taken away the hitting is this super high like pitch screaming like this, I, I don't know. It, it hurts me so much. I'm kind of wishing I just let him keep hitting me because the hitting doesn't really <laughs> hurt because he's a small child. But yes. this ear splitting scream, like it rattles my whole brain, and I just don't know what to do. Yeah. So, anyways, if you've ever had a toddler and experienced that, you're just like, and my wife's like, this is just him trying to figure out how to manage his frustration, and she's over there looking, you know, all calm and serene, and I'm just like. My brain is going to explode. How are you doing this? Look, the uh, secret is just to make sure that he's never frustrated. If that is not possible. It's a frustrating <laughs> place. <laughs> he's like, I want to go outside, and I don't have shoes or socks on, and it's like 45 degrees out. I'm like, no, you can't do that. He's like screaming. I'm like, it's okay. We can go outside. I'll just put a coat on you and shoes and socks. How about that? But until that happens, it's just wailing. And he doesn't I, have words yet because he's behind in that. So it's just like, I can't even talk to him. I wish that I had a recording of the time that Piper melted down because I wouldn't let her hug a cactus. And it is like the biggest, there are two gigantic meltdowns. One for not being able to hug the cactus. And the other one was that I wouldn't let her fish a chicken nugget out of the toilet that she had just pooped in to then eat the chicken nugget. Uh, that was the other gigantic tantrum. And uh, I really wish people were uh, around to witness that. Unfortunately, yeah. they weren't. I, I don't. Parenting is hard. I don't envy parents. And uh, all of you people who haven't had kids yet, I don't know, maybe think about it. Is that the lesson we're teaching? Yeah. Uh, kids are great. But if you don't have them, don't, uh, don't bother. I mean, look. All, all of the people who are going to have kids are young. I'm old. I was not supposed to be able to have kids. Uh, and my son is great, and I love him. But that, like, the screaming thing he's doing right now, Stefan, I, I, I'm i not kidding when I, I don't know how to cope. Like, I, I walk away from him. <laughs> like, I look like I've, like, like a mortar shell has gone off by me, and I'm just, like, all, like, glossy. Like, the movie version of that where you're, like, glossy-eyed, and they, like, 
the sound goes all weird in their ears. That's what starts to happen to me, and I'm just like stumbling around like an idiot. Uh, yeah, it, it's sorry, it's buddy. real dumb. That's so just... Tyler, uh, when are you having kids? We're at never, but maybe uh, okay. I'm getting a dog I... this year, which oh, is uh, as stressful for me as someone who doesn't like change in my life. So uh, yeah, yeah I'm... dogs are stressful. You're gonna have to change your system for where you keep your games. By that I mean not on the stairs. Right, uh, and then also just uh, admit to yourself that regardless of where you decide to put your games, occasionally you will lose one. Yeah, mm, uh, that's unacceptable. Mm. How's that rule of rose going uh, for you, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, <it's> still. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A less good copy that I spent more money on. Thanks, dogs. Uh, um, well, that dog learned his lesson. He died. <laughs> yeah, take that. Is that a big dog? Because we're getting like a Pomeranian, probably. Are they going to no. destroy oh my, everything? Why, why? Yeah, the little dogs are worse. Why do you think they got? They I don't got know that anything what? about dogs. I go over to my friends' houses and they have dogs. Pomeranians are incredibly yappy, and they got the they got the leaps. They got the jumps, man. Mm. They'll get. Why, uh, are, have you researched this? Well, get a corgi. Uh, corgis are too big, Johnny. It's either They're a Chihuahua or a Pomeranian. Because uh, why would you I get? Don't like, like dogs. I like cats. And uh, uh, Ada likes dogs, get a cat. so the compromise is oh a small dog, because we can't get a cat. Uh, okay, well, Corgi isn't that big a dog, and both those dogs are like horror breeds. Why can't you get a do- a cat? Because uh, Ada, Ada likes cats. dogs. That's not, a, that's not much of a yeah, compromise. I'm going to start messing, messaging Ada uh, just cute Corgi videos of, of yeah, them splooting. We're, we're Team Ada on this. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. This is going to get awkward. Yeah, I, I'm here for Ada and the support <laughs> she needs. Uh, and, and I'm going to send, but I'm also going to help you by getting you a better dog breed. Why did uh, you send a Yorkshire Terrier? Or... Those are those are nice and tiny. Yeah, we're going to ter- get you the better. We're going to get you the golden retriever that you deserve. Uh, my wife is on me for a golden retriever right now. Uh, They're beautiful. Absolutely not. That They're is... amazing dogs. Uh, my it, that's like she was like a lab or a gold, and I was like, what about a golden retriever instead of a lab? Golden retriever is a little bit more work because all the hair. Uh, but I like the look also, of them Ada, better. They just Ada beautiful. is allergic to dogs. I don't know how allergies work, but uh, wait, she's allergic to dogs and she wants yes. a dog. This is her decision. It is not my decision. She lived with a dog growing up as she was allergic to it. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with her. Um, I mean, is it? But like I love her and I married her. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just have to message Ada and uh, the more, ask what's up. The more I hear. Tyler talk about Ada, the more I feel like we are robbed on a daily basis by not having her on this podcast. You know, probably. Ada sent me a nice message the other day. Uh, you got the the card as well, but uh, I, did. I got the card. But I got a nice Instagram message from her, too. So. Oh. I got a scratched out first name, and then a correctly spelled first name. So, you know. That's okay. Paper's expensive, we- though. I get it. <laughs> well, also, like, when you're writing all those names and, like, personal notes on thank you cards for a wedding, like, that's a pain in the ass, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're going to make... Like, she misspelled it, it, it Carly's took name. a but- year. How about that? Look, I don't, I'm not envying anyone. Like, we had to do it. Everyone does that. It's awful. It's not a great process. Um, anyways, uh, that, this, that should have been CQ after dark stuff, so... Sure. Uh, yeah. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares about this stuff. Anyways, that's it for the show. Uh, unless you guys got anything. No? You can All find right, me Stephen. at default gen, default yep. G-E-N. I'm on videos. Stefan, what about you? Uh, I'm uh, mostly on the Twitters and the YouTubes as Art of Nintendo Power. 
And you can find me on Discord and Instagram at Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram and just Johnny uh, on Discord. So uh, come and join us there. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you go out and buy some games with trading cards or cards that you're not actually going to trade. No one trades these cards. You're just going to keep them forever. All right. Bye.